0: What's good? It's your boy, H2O. Welcome back to another episode of the New Balance Podcast, the place where we are calibrating for success. I want to shout out all our subscribers, all our fans. Uh, much love to you. Thank you for following, um, connecting, subscribing, liking, and sharing. Um, we are we in go mode, and... Um, we're definitely trying to do big things to um make this a better place, right? So we just want to say shout out to you and thank you for all your your um support. And um there, there are a lot of things coming um down the the pike this year, and I can't wait to share them all with you. Um we're starting off with a new thought for this um up and coming uh season. Um a lot's been going on. And like I said, I listen to you guys. Um I also listen to what's going on in the world. I listen to friends, families, our community, our families. And many times that's how these podcasts are earth. Um, But before I kind of go into what we're going to be talking about um, over these next um, couple of weeks, man, I want to shout out this young guy who I have on the screen. Um, he's a phenomenal young man. Um, he's definitely Um, a world influencer, right? Already, already. I see the things that he's doing in life. Uh, He definitely has a story to tell. And I'm excited about partnering with um, our younger generation. Uh, I really know and I really believe that we are better together. And um, he has a lot of the same sentiments that I have, but there's just an age uh, difference between us. Without any further ado, New Balance Podcast, show some love to my homie, my big bro, Isaiah. What's up, Isaiah? Man, nothing
1: much. What's up?
0: Man, it's good to have you on, man. How's your day, man?
1: Man, It's been going great, honestly. What about yours?
0: It's been a good day, man. It's good. Now it's better that we got a chance to connect and be on. Um, I'm looking forward to us doing, we're going to do plenty of these, man. This is just, one of very many that's going to be coming. Um, Before we get into a little bit about who you are, Isaiah, I kind of want to throw our subject matter out so we can already be thinking um, over the next couple of months. Um, We're going to be talking about this particular um, idea, this subject, coming up for air. Um, When I talk to people, when I interact, when I connect, Um, It's an ongoing theme um, of people um, in their lives, in the different seasons um, that they're going through, um, whether it be from a local standpoint, whether it be from a state standpoint, or whether it be from a national standpoint, people are trying to find um, their breath. People are trying to come up for air, and there are so many things that have, I won't say drowned us, but there are so many things that cause us concern. And one of the things about having concerns and going through different seasons is when you go through it for a prolonged time, um, it's so easy to lose hope. It's so easy to lose focus. It's so easy to lose life. And many people uh, are just needing to come up for air. Um, Have you ever, have you ever had, or have you ever said this term? Like, just give me a minute. Let me catch my breath. Like just just hold on, wait, just hold on. Just let me catch my breath. Many times when we're able to just catch our breath, um, reset, uh, reimagine, refocus, right, be rejuvenated, it can give us the strength we need, it can give us the outlook we need in order to continue to move forward. And so I really want to delve into some things as it relates to coming up for air. Um one of the things I love about Isaiah is he and I, we have some, um, I won't really say difficult conversations, um, but I think they're conversations that we need to have many of the times, many of the times um, when we're talking about having uh, communication. And if you want to connect with people, a lot of times my generation were guilty of talking to Isaiah's generation, giving information, but we're not, open to receive information back from his generation. Excuse me. And I think if you really want to have fruitful communication or where you can get things done, there has to be a bridge of communication. In other words, um, I give information, but I also have to receive information back. And I think that helps us develop uh, relationships, friendships. Uh, We're able to work together. We're able to build bridges, right? We're able to do things to help us move forward. Um, so um, one of the things, I, like I said, I like many things about Isaiah, but one of the things I like about him, I like his heart and I like his uh, his attitude. Uh, we've talked about some things and man, he's just listened to me. Um, I didn't necessarily know that I was speaking directly to him, but when he heard those truths, when he heard those things, he was like, man, that's like, you know, I receive that. Like, that's what I need to hear. Those are the things that I need to be pressing in. And I share with him that that's a great way to be, you know, to be open. Um, I, when I think about when I was his age, I didn't have a lot of people pouring into my life in that way. And so, um, there's a lot of great things that he's going to be doing, but that's enough about that. Isaiah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, a little bit about who you are, man, and we'll dive in right there.
1: Um, I'm Isaiah. Um, I graduated from Manville. Um, I'm 19, I'm trying to, basically starting over
0: with my life, um, trying to see where God wants me to go, going yeah. that direction. Yeah, yeah, man, I I like, I like it that you started off right there. You said, I'm 19, and I'm starting over with my life. Most people will say, what, 19? You haven't even begun to live. Uh, I think we need to change the narrative on that. Uh, Simply because when we look at the landscape of life and we look at all of the different things that a generation are having to deal with and go through, many uh, young people, uh, Gen X, Gen Y, millennials, they are dealing with so many different things that a lot of us didn't deal with until we were older in life. So if you hear a young man like Isaiah say, hey, man, I need to hit the restart button, we need to be all ears to see how we can help him restart. Right. And I commend you for being bold enough to say, you know what, I realize where I am. I need to hit the restart button. It takes courage to do that. Um, I think the difference between a lot of people when we say coming up for air, a lot of people, man, they'll just stay beneath it and they hope things are going to get better. But you and I both know if you don't do something different, you don't say something different, you don't put yourself in a different situation or if you don't get some new behaviors, the old behavior the whole, the old thought process, those old ways are going to continue to happen. And what I told you was, yeah, you're 19. Now you'll look up, you'll be 29. And you're like, man, where in the world did 10 years go? That's just how it happens. So the fact that you say, you know what, I'm gonna hit the restart button. I'm coming up for air and, uh, I'm gonna figure this thing out. That's big. Talk a little bit about your restart. Um, or maybe you want to talk about a little bit before you restart, wherever you want to dive in. I think wherever you dive in and share, I think it's going to be it's going to be really be a blessing to um, our audience um, that's listening to this, especially to all my my young men, uh, to all our fathers who are, who are tuned in and listening. Um, our boys, our young men, they need us like never before. So uh, tell us a little bit about that, Isaiah.
1: Um, but well, honestly, it kind of all started, like I was telling you, it kind of all started like with my parents' divorce or whatever, yeah. um, I didn't flood, that's when it actually started, but, um, from there, it kind of, I guess, kept me quiet or kept me like in the shell or whatever, and, um, it didn't actually mess me up until, until I was in college, um, going through some stuff with friends and everything like that, and I had to like actually sit down with myself, like realize like, Hey, this ain't the way life's supposed to be. That's not where you should be going. Um, I had to go, I had to go get counseling. I went to therapy, um, got my life back right with God, getting, um, getting around people who's Christ-like, who's trying to actually help me, lift me up and kind of help me become a better person than what I already was.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Man. Um, you know, when we were talking, I told you it's a, it's incredible how how we don't even have to know each other, but at the appointed time in life, God will cross. He'll cross our paths, and yeah. I remember when God crossed our paths. And remember, I was telling you it's it's our, it's not ironic, but I believe it's on purpose. Like I went through the exact same thing, but maybe at a younger age. Like you have to understand. You said something that was so critical. You realized that things were just messed up, and it's thing it stemmed from that from that incident, right? And the thing that I loved about it is you went and got help. So if I'm using myself going through the same thing, it's never good or it's never easy when when parents split and their children involved. Okay, so. I didn't go to any therapy. <laughs> I didn't get to talk to anybody. Um, matter of fact, I remember the day it happened. <laughs> the next day, we were in a new town, we were in a new school, and we were back to business. I didn't get a chance to I didn't get a chance to share my opinion about it. I didn't get to share how I felt about it. I didn't get to, you know, I didn't I didn't get to chime in, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to. None of it, none of it. One reason why we didn't have time to, it's like we got to find out our new normal. And I know so many young men, men my age, who have went through what you and I have went through and have never dealt with it. And what it's called is we just put life on top of it. Um, Some of that, we find things that feel good to us, um, whatever those things may be, and we kind of anesthetize the pain that way, right? But again, some pain you cannot hide, some pain you can't cover up. So, you know, a drink won't do it. Being with, you know, different women won't do it. You know, doing drugs won't do it. Stealing, whatever the thing is, whatever the vice is, it won't cover that pain. And I think the sooner that we can come up for air and um, get help, um, the better off we'll be. That's why I told you that, I know, man, that you are, your head is somewhere great already. Um, You're 19 and you had the ability to, to readjust to get the help right now. Um, You're going to be so far ahead of the curve. Right. And then I promise you purpose is always in the pain. Like when parents split, it's a pain. You know, I've been to therapy in my adult years and Trying to articulate things, it's it's tough to do it, right? But when you're you're going through that and you're trying to figure out, you know, one, if we're not careful, we'll we'll in asking why. If we're not careful, we'll we'll end up trying to blame ourselves or take on some of the blame. You know, feel like you maybe you had something to do with it. Um, that's a dangerous place to be. Um, and the reason I'm talking this way is. Um, In the day that we live in, suicide is a very, very real thing. Um, Suicide is on the rise in young black men, older black men like myself. And a lot of it's on the rise because men are walking around um, silent, suffering in silence. So the fact that you would be bold enough to share that on here, man, like I said, kudos to you, man. And I'm just grateful that you allow me to share it here on my platform. Um, would you say, Isaiah, going through that, um, it definitely showed you some things inside of you that you didn't know that was there, meaning you had to, you had to lean and depend on some things, um, and it makes you grow up fast. Well, I don't want to say faster, but it makes you grow up in a way, um, otherwise you wouldn't have to grow up, Right to get some sanity, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, Like what what things you had to do? What did you have to lean on? Obviously, you mentioned your faith, which is so important. But talk about some of the natural things that you had to do in terms of bouncing back.
1: Well, honestly, um, when I was in college, I literally tried all the wrong things. I was going the wrong ways. Um, Right. Talked to the wrong people and stuff like that. Um. I was trying to get, I tried to change myself in college. I was trying to become, I was trying to become a mentor within the school district uh, near my college. Uh, I was trying to get my friends to do it with me. That's when they're like, nah. So part of that kind of is what made me like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll do anything, go ahead and do my own thing or try to get my own help, whatever. But it wasn't until I got invited to like a party or whatever doing things that I don't normally do, drinking, um, smoking, stuff like that. And like I don't know, I guess all the pressure or all the things that I was going through or holding in, as you would say, all the thing that was holding in end up it ended up coming out like that that night. Um and I didn't I don't remember anything that I said. I don't remember anything that I did. But um from like the story that I heard, that's what kind of like yeah, bro. Nita. Go ahead and restart. Um, I
0: don't know. Yeah, while you're thinking about it, it's 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 uh it's an explosion. Um like we're not designed to carry, we weren't created to carry that type of burden or even be under that type of pressure in that way, right? And so when you said you were reaching out, trying to, basically you're looking for vices to help you release that or to or to like take my mind off of it. And you and I both know the things that we connect to, they never take our mind off. They end up connecting us to things that end up taking us down, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I know what it's like to have an explosion, right? Uh, I call it vomiting, right? Where all this stuff that's on the inside, it needs to come out. Now, it's two things about vomiting. Um, (laughs) uh, It's never good to necessarily vomit on anybody. But hear me in context when I say this. Life issues like that, sometimes we need somebody to vomit that stuff out before, not necessarily on. Um. And when you vomit in the natural, really you feel better because that whatever, as long as I might feel so horrible, but once you vomit it out, and I don't mean to be so graphic talking about vomit, but life, man, there's some stuff that just, it doesn't settle in our life. It doesn't settle on our stomach. And the best thing to do is to vomit it out. Now, you know, there are two ways to vomit, right? Whatever's is on the inside, that's irritation. That's that's bringing the irritation. You can vomit it; it'll it'll come up. But then there are sometimes it's in there. It's just going on and on, and you're like, man, it's like, am I gonna ever throw this stuff up? So you have to help yourself by doing what you stick your fingers down your throat to help get it out, right? Um, that's what I call partnership. Sometimes when you're going through, man, you need somebody <laughs> who can actually who actually can stick in there with you to help you get it out, right? And I know that's a horrible example of using vomit. But why go around with all of those things that we done, we've we consumed? Because that's what vomit is, stuff you've consumed that needs to come up. Um, and life is full of things sometimes that we need to just get get rid of. Now, obviously, being away at college, it kind of puts you in ISO, right? Because college can be College can be many things, right? And college is a place where we're learning. We're trying to find ourselves. Um, you're maturing. There's so many things that happen in college. But trying to deal with going through a divorce and all those other things that you're dealing with, it's kind of tough. Excuse me. It's kind of tough to deal with when you're in college. So I would say to some young person that's out there and you're in school whether high school or college and you're going through some of the things you hear me and Isaiah talking about. I'm gonna ask you to reach out to somebody who can help you, somebody that can help you vomit. Um, and I'll, I'll say this: um, please hear me in context. There are sometimes I do understand you don't whether you don't feel that you can, or maybe you can't. You feel like, well, I can't go to my family and share this at this particular moment. I'm telling you, you got to find somebody that can help you. Right now, eventually, you need to you need to go to your family and be able. To share with them. That's the right thing to do, right? But um, I understand sometimes, um, depending on the relationship, depending on past things, it's not always the perfect situation. So does that mean because it's not right at home, do I just suffer in silence? No, you got to get the help. You have to get the help. Um, Good friend of mine, man, uh, committed suicide. And I'm telling you, man, it cut me it doubt it cut me um to know this individual you would never think that this individual would do it but he did and you know to all of our understanding man life was good his family was good his wife was good he was quote unquote living his dream doing very well in life but he decided to end it and not knowing that stuff it haunted me you know, I understand that, hey, man, some things I, I won't ever know. So you have to cast that and get rid of it. My point is, out of all the times he and I talked, we talked about tough things in life, but we never, he never let on to anything. I never sensed anything um, that he was he was drowning in. And so I say that to say, the people who you love and you care about, there are signs when people are going through, when they're struggling. So like when you said you just, that one night it exploded, I promise you, um, people that are around, there are little hints to it, right? Like I said, it didn't just happen overnight, but it happened one night. And so if you're on today listening, we're talking about coming up for air, look for the signs. When you see people going through, when you see people um, not being themselves, they're struggling, or they look like they need help, hey, don't be afraid to reach out and ask. You know, they may say, no, I don't. But ask, approach them. You never know. They may, you may be the person to help them throw it up. And so um, I ask you, uh, Isaiah, that reason is because the places I see you going, like you don't get to go to those places if you don't deal with, you know, when you talk about the break, having the breakdown. So what do do you think uh, you learn from it or what you're continuing to learn from it? Or maybe some things that you you um like, well maybe I'm not maybe I'm not ready to face it yet. Like what what are those things, what do those things look like? Because in our community, um, you know, um divorce is uh it's really high in terms of um uh, what's happening in our home. So it's something I believe we definitely need to talk about and help people process it when we're talking about coming up for air.
1: Um, so
0: basically, so I am sorry. can you repeat the question? Yeah, I I was saying, talk about some of the things that you've learned from it. Talk about some of the things that you are learning from it, or talk about something that you know that I need to get past it, but maybe I'm not in the right mindset, or maybe I'm trying to get myself together to get past it, right? Um... Like for myself, um, I'm going to be doing some more therapy, right? Because there are some other things I need to address. Um, and I don't even know what to ca- to categorize the, the area. But there are things that I know that I don't want to use the word haunt me, but things that are just there that I know I don't want them to be there. And I really want to get to the point where I can just move past them and be totally free. Like it's cool to have, you know, like I can do this with this, but it's still like a little, it's some lingering effects of it. And I just want to be free from it. And for me, even though I'm doing all the other things, I know the right therapy I needed. And um, I know I need that portion to move past it. Now therapy is not the only thing I'm doing to work on it. I'm doing some other things. I got to, the number one thing is I got to work on me. And that's an everyday thing. It's just, man, I'll be honest with you. some good days, then there's some bad days, but I'm committed to getting up every day, swinging at it. And so sometimes you have to go outside of yourself to get help. That's greater than yourself to get the breakthrough that you need. So what does that look like for you, um, in this season of your life? Cause I know you're definitely moved forward. You're going forward with some things, but um, talk about it, you know, um, whatever things that you can share to help the audience.
1: Yeah. So, um, I remember when I first started, when I first started going to therapy, my therapist, like you have to just breathe. Um, oftentimes I'll like just dwell on the things that happened in the past or try to worry about stuff that I have no control over uh, Mm -hmm. in the future. just like, you just have to literally just breathe. Um, Everything, literally, everything that happens is going to happen. Um, you can't, you can't say no. What ifs, you can't do what everybody else is saying? Do um, like one thing for me. I had to like she, she actually. What do you love to do for yourself? I couldn't even answer that. Um, wow. Always, yeah. I was always people's pe- people pleasing, helping everybody else, trying to be there for everyone. Um, everyone knows when I didn't have literally nothing for myself or no one could be there for me. Mm. So I had to literally learn to, I guess, fall in love with myself again, to find my inner child, um, do do what makes me happy without worrying about what everybody else is gonna think about you or whatever. Um, It took me a while, not gonna lie, it took me a while to kind of get yeah. into that place. And it got to a point where I even thought therapy was doing too much um but i needed it i needed it um i still need it to this day Mm -hmm. Um, not only therapy but god um that's been my main priority making sure my prayer life is straight making sure my relationship with god is straight yeah um yeah that's mainly everything
0: yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, That's deep. Uh, it's so simple, but it's so deep. Um, I know what that's like. Um, but you don't even know, like, what do I need to keep, what do I need that makes me happy? Right, you've been busy helping everybody else, doing for everybody else, being there for everybody else when it's time to be there for yourself. You're like, man, what does that even look like? What does that even sound like? You said something about going back into your inner child. Um, I would encourage you. Um, There are a lot of people in my generation, um, due to life circumstances, a lot of us had to grow up faster than what we should have. Um, Our family dynamics, a lot of times, they were what they were. And we had a saying back in the day, you know, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out as a family um now in overall we did we figured it out as a family but man there were so many holes in it um I come from a generation where a lot of things we didn't talk about we didn't we didn't talk about um, we didn't um there wasn't a lot of expression it came out in other things but we didn't we didn't express you know we didn't know how we didn't see models of that um, we saw models of hard work. We saw models of toleration. We just deal with it and we keep going. And so we adopted a lot of that. And, you know, in terms of work ethic and those type of things, that's good. But in terms of who you are, it's not. Um, so you, you talk about your faith. We, we are, we're made up of, uh, three parts, like our flesh this body, we need a body to live in the earth. Then our spirit, man, that's the part of us that's like God, right? You renew your mind every day. And then the, our um, our soul, that's our mind, our will, our intellect. There's so much damage in that area right there. Our mind, our will, and our intellect. Um, those are other areas we work on those, right? We've been taught, we've seen it, but a lot of times our mind, our will, and our intellect is almost so famished and we have to learn how to do all three and so unfortunately i'm learning some of this stuff at an older age but it's all good thank god i've learned it and now because we have a a blueprint on it we can go back and we can identify it in people's lives at a younger age and help people work through the process help people overcome it help people get exactly what they need um you and i know if you go swimming swimming is so much fun even though i didn't learn how to swim till i was 21 <laughs> so i don't have a lot of childhood memories of swimming um just about to drown people throwing you in the pool telling you to swim that that method didn't work for me right but thank god i did learn <laughs> when i went to college um but swimming is a fun time man you, you look forward to it you know you get your giddy up on you get in your water or whatever, and that's whether you're swimming in the pool or you're in the ocean, beach, lake, whatever. Swimming is fun. Now, because of, watch this, how we are designed. We are designed to enjoy it, be in it, but we were never designed to go down and live beneath the water. We're not designed, right? Uh, Fish are. Fish have gills. Humans, we don't we don't have gills. Um, there are there are a lot of people that can hold their breaths for a long time, but holding your breath for a long time and then living in something is two totally different things. So when I say coming up for air, um, I've been in the beach and wasn't nothing very powerful, but look current hit us and kind of got sucked in, but we got sucked in and came right back up. But in that moment, it was scary that something that I couldn't see. Um, that was powerful enough to pull, pull you down, right? Now, thank good, goodness, thank God, the little group where we were, you know, went down, we got back up and got out of harm's way, right? But if you could imagine life, some people are just constantly being sucked down by this current, that current, this current, that current. this. I mean, and it comes in ways, and it's almost a picture of people coming Constantly coming up for air, but just as soon as they seem like they can get a couple breaths, they get sucked back in by a different current. Um, When you talk about um, your life and and what you went through and you're still going through with your parents, it's a major coming up for air um, that we're we're having to face and deal with. You know whether we want to admit it or not. I know for a long time I saw myself how my parents split, even though. I made up a, I made a decision and I told this to my wife when we were dating and I knew that she was going to be my wife. I told her, I was like, man, I remember when I was nine years old, um, I made a decision that I didn't know when, but whenever I would get married, I was going to get married, stay married. Like I wasn't discouraged about having a family. Um, we have so many great times, so many great memories as a family not just my mom and dad, but just the upbringing of my grandparents. Um, I love family and I've always wanted to have one. Thank God that I do have one. Um, Now, I didn't know all the intangibles of what it would take to have a family and keep a family together. Obviously, you learn that when, you know, there's a job and other training and those different type of things, depending on who you have in your life and what you're exposed to. But I can honestly now look back and say the desire that I had, God honored it. And um, it's not easy. It's not easy. But I shared that to say, what if I would have had the mindset that I'm never going to get married? I ain't never going through that pain. I don't ever want to have kids and put kids through that pain. Just like I made that positive affirmation, I could have made a negative affirmation. And then we, no telling where my life would be. My life would be totally different if I didn't have my wife and my kids. It would totally be different. I'm not even sure. I'm here on this podcast with you right now. That's how different it would be. So I'm telling you, when you go through it, and it may not be a divorce, you may have gone through some other things, whatever it is you need to come up from air. from, when you come up from air, make sure that you have the proper perspective. And what I get from you, Isaiah, is even though it was tough, even though it was hard, even though you, you hit a brick wall, you still had a resolve that um, I'm not what happened to me. See, that's the difference. Like, what happened? We go through some terrible stuff, but the terrible thing doesn't have to be you. So um, I'm glad to just hear, um, you know, your process, what you're going through. Um, Now, turning the page a little bit, um, I think when you are a leader, um, I know people say, well, you know, you're a natural-born leader. Um, I get what they mean by it, but you have to become a leader, right? You have to become, become, you have to become, right? You have to become, it's no different than a house. You can buy land, (laughs) you can buy all the material. The house will never materialize unless somebody builds it. Um, you're becoming this leader. Talk to me about challenges of being a leader, uh, not only in your generation, but, you know, in your community, um, in this world that you live in. Talk about um, what what's that like, what's some of the challenges, because I believe leaders are needing to come up for air, because the pandemic showed us some things about ourselves. Um, it also exposed some other things, and it also changed things that certain things would never go back to being the same. So, If you're trying to be the same leader you were becoming in 2019 um, and you're trying that model for 2023, I promise you, you have an obsolete uh, model that you're trying to um, walk into and be. There had to be some adjustments that you had to make. So talk to me about some of the challenges of being a leader, Um, you know, whether they be positive, negative but I think it'll be good to hear from you and hear just some of the things that you see or some of the things you like to see, um, as it relates to, um, being a leader. And I'm not being a, you are a leader. Um, I saw you, um, part of you in your element. And when I saw that, I'm like, that's fire. That's what's up. We need more of that. So talk a little bit about, you know, being a leader and um, some of the pros and cons of it.
1: It's, it took a toll. Um, when I first started, it was like a a big shift, basically. Um, couldn't do a lot of the things that I was doing before. Couldn't go a lot of places I was going before. Had to actually buckle down or get serious. Um, Got to watch out. I learned to, I have to watch out for people or old friends, so to say. Mm-hmm. Um everybody's not in for your best interest. Um, yeah. There's a lot you got to learn. Um, I also learned like throughout this process, um, even family family members that you thought you can trust or whatever, you can't really, I guess, I'm not going to say you can't trust them, but you can't give them your full plan. Right. So, um, yeah. And that, that part right there, that kind of took a full toll on me because like, Man, you're supposed to be family. I thought he's gonna kind of support me with this idea, this plan. Right. Um, sometimes people won't understand your vision or what it is that you're trying to do, so right. you gotta just. I learned that I gotta just keep my journal, talk to yeah. God about it, yeah, just push through with the people that's really with me.
0: Yeah, oh man, that's some good stuff. Um, <laughs> it's different. When you step off into a leadership role and you have other people depending on you, Uh, I tell people that's a good, that's a great pressure to have.